1. Gods in heaven and devils in hell didn't exist. There was no perjury. No garden Eden, no greener grass or luck of the Irish, no leprechauns, no rainbow pots of gold, and no five-leaf clovers. There was no two fairies, no bogeymen, no lucky numbers, thirteens, and no old wives clicking their teeth, telling tales about masturbating and going blind. They're all just made-up stories designed to keep simple minds in check and control them, which is fine for kids, but not for Harry. He didn't waste his time parandering to notions that didn't make sense anymore. He'd grown out of that the hard way a long time ago. These days, if he couldn't touch it or taste it or see it or feel it, it wasn't real. Cause, cause had an effect and life was simpler that way. It was predictable, and that's how he referred it. No surprises. Yes, he snapped into his iPhone, squinting, eyes unglued and unfocused, and still on the sticky side of the Sandman. It had been a long day at the agency, working the creatives on the final artwork of the Hazan account. He had to crack the whip a few times, but he met the deadline just. Long time no hear, old friend. <clears throat> the voice all sounded vaguely familiar, as if he just walked past old man McEgley's bakery at the bottom of Parry Road on the way to school and smelt the freshly baked honey butter rolls neatly laid out in the rows of vol. He loved that smell. It was strangely comforting, reassuring, like the smell of a Sunday roast and a crisp winter afternoon in December. But it was a long time ago, and in a place that he'd long forgotten. So was his, his voice. His memory receptors began to twitch like Tourette's, recognising something. But he couldn't be him, surely. Not after all this time. Hello, who is it? He said as politely as he could. He closed his eyes, not knowing what to expect, but guessed the worst. Nevertheless, he continued, he needed confirmation, something to put his mind at rest. It's me, it's Dan. That was all he needed. Shit, Harry was not now awake as a Buddha, eyes wide open. Memories rang riot, disturbing the dust of things that were best left repressed and locked away. Dan, Harry, paused, not knowing what to say next. Is that you? Ah. Been a long time, mate. It's a, it was the best he could do. He was having flashbacks, and some of them were having making him sweat. Dan had been Harry's best friend at London School of Economics in the early 80s. The first time they spoke was at a student bar. It didn't take them long to strike up a sort of conversation that lasts a lifetime, which is over the course of six pints of Guinness, enough whiskey shots to drown. Best of all, quickly developed into a strong relationship. Unfortunately, the last time he spoke was a little less rosy, and things had ended somewhat violently. I'm still alive, Dan laughed. Yeah, no shit. Dan ignored his sarcasm, with more laughter. I hope life is being good to you, Harry. Listen, I haven't got long. I need to see you. I'm aboard a flight to Dubai. Can you come pick me up? Where are you? There's no fondness of, in the cold monotone of the question. There, there was a pause. Frankfurt. Harry closed his eyes and tasted it a bit of memory the day he found Dan and his girlfriend, Maria Miranda, in the butt shower to together naked. He could smell their sex and the sea bees of water dripping from her raven black hair over beautiful ripe 
heaving breasts. He remembered how his heart had been shattered and millions of fragments of regret, betrayal and pain and reaction. The two most important people in his life had double-teamed him, methodically slamming his head into a wall. With such force, his nose exploded in the back of his brain. He made an awful mess of them with his mindset. His worst day of his life, and now he is remembering it. A firmly not the nausea returned to the pit of his stomach. A mist of rage engulfed him as he heard Miranda's. Oh, so beautiful moan, and he cracked. The next thing he knew, he was trying his level best to bust down his jaw with a heavy fist. It was a time best forgot. He hoped Dan was just going to be in transit, not stay. Maybe just grab a quick beer on the way to somewhere else. Definitely not stay. Harry would have managed a quick beer to poke him a bit more with some heavy innuendos wrapped passively into aggressive double in and tars. His ego would enjoy blowing on the dying embers of bad memories. And visiting busty, what he started. Chips and shoulders went together like bacon and eggs in Harry's world. Harry, are you there, Harry? Yeah, I see you, Dan. He wasn't. Miranda began to fester in his stomach. I'm on an Emirates flight. Hang on, it's it zero zero four four. It arrives just before five in the morning. It's hap- important I see you. Then the phone went dead. Harry shook his head in, head in disbelief. What the fuck? He leaned back to the sofa, cursing and his breath, and tapped a few apps on the iPhone to see if he could call Dan back. But instead of seeing digits, it was just the world's private number. It had taken some considerable effort for him to program Sorry to accept his Irish brogue, but she was fluent most of the time, at least. He asked for confirmation, but her answer didn't make much sense. She told him that, yes, there was indeed a flight to Dubai coming. It was 4.45am, but, well, why there was always a but, but it wasn't coming from Frankfurt. It was departing from Singapore. It wasn't, it wasn't even Emirates. Skyscanner attracted it. It was due to arrive earlier. Would Harry like to try another search? What the hell was going on? He said to Zoe. Why did Dan give me the wrong flight details? But more to the point, how the hell did he know where I was? I'm sorry, Harry. Would you like to search for where, where the hell is? Replied Surrey. Harry smiled sardonically. He was already there. His mind was being overrun with questions, none of which he had answers to, and all which made his ego inadequate. They shone an unwelcome spotlight on insecurities had been conveniently been sweeping under his carpets. The energy of his memories suddenly made him feed, feel angry all over again. He had no choice. Love him or hate him. Bodo Grandan Skiskivovsky was now part of his life again. Polish peasant. A tsunami of memories, faults and voices flooded in his, in his brain. A very rapidly gathered face drowning a sense of normality, leaving him gasping for air. It wasn't worth going to sleep. He knew that at least. He was halfway through another cycle and made to wake up all over again. That he managed to clear his mind, head and even get to sleep in the first place, which was doubtful. As much as Harry once loved Dan, he knew he was going to be trouble. He knew it. He felt it in his bones. Tasted it in his teeth. This cause was definitely going to have an effect. 
You imagine that Dan looked like now. Some twenty years after he attacked his jaw, a bone-crunching fist, the utter public bastard. He is after nine a night, and still over forty. First his desert and had sucked down an acoustic trench rain in the clear sky early in the day, and now in the tacky heat of the night, flesh and fabric fused into one. This is the hottest place on the planet, hotter than Hades, Frank Kirkle. Lucy like to say, manpower cancelled last Tuesday and Friday, because it's simply too hot, too dangerous to be outside. Better stay home, then, they said. Harry agreed. It was even better with cold, cold, cold air. He didn't complain about being confined to quarters. It's way better than melting. Like most everybody else he knew, Harry agreed that stream weather was probably due to global warming. It makes sense, even though it was a bit of a stretch to believe all the hype out there. But he had managed to persuade himself carbon footprints, cattle farts and plastic bags and straws were major co- contributors to destruction of the planet. He did his bit, of course he did. Everyone did. He recycled as best as he could. Bottles, plastics, pizza boxes, that sort of thing. All separated and put in different coloured cloth bags, sacks. But it never went further than that. Not really. After all, what could he, what could he do, do right? In the big picture of things, he was just one man, alone in a, an island lost in a vast sea of humanity. It was up to the governments and his big corporations to change their habits. Not your average Joe or Harry, right? Really wasn't the best time to have him having a drink. Harry knew that he could still pour himself a glass of what he was left and bottle was Crisolo da Delabio project nor. He just almost finished after work. He wasn't a connoisseur as such, but he liked a drop of good wine. Years of rubbing shoulders, rich and wannabe various. Seen to that, went over to the wall to the ceiling window, gently rolling the wine in his glass, and looked over to buy Creek, and one of the best golf courses in the world. Happy with the choices he'd made and the reality he created. He didn't want it all turned upside down because of an old hippie friend. Man, that was the last thing he wanted. Greatest respect, after all, he brought in the alternative lifestyle too. But that was then, and this is now. He'd grown up some. He fired his PlayStation, fired up his PlayStation and played a few rounds of Gran Turismo, hoping that it would pass some time before he'd go to the airport. He did. He lazily lost himself in a virtual world, paying girly zedrests and such race courses and speed and miles power. It wasn't his normal focus. Competitive self, however, Dana brought Miranda back, and she refused to leave him alone. She tempted him with sweet revenge. Distraction distracted him with sweet whispers. Took his mind to the chaos of confusion. His world championship ranking was taking a beating as a result, damn it. He still didn't understand how she could have done that to him. With someone else, it may have been forgivable. But with Dan, his best friend, in his own house, come on, that was just taking the piss. He needed a break and replaced racing his Shobay Cobra around the streets of Monte Carlo with Netflix and settled in for a few hours' episodes of Lillyhammer. But that wasn't such a good idea because he kept seeing reminders of Miranda and Dan in the Jupiter City. 
Harry used to take the time, wishing he could make it go faster, so he could get his head, whole head fucked out of the way. It was just now. It was now just after three, six hours. <laughs>